Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday. Hope you all had a good weekend. I know I had a phenomenal set of days with my girls. Olive and I went book shopping on Saturday, went down to Barnes & Noble and Forbidden Planet and The Strand in Manhattan, and it was amazing. Love spending time with her and love that she loves books. It's awesome. And then on Sunday, we went to see the new Spider-Verse movie, which I cannot recommend enough. It was awesome. And they're making another one. I can't wait for that. Um, before I get going, I want to give a shout-out to our good friends at Ticket King. Make sure if you plan on going to see your Green Bay Packers this year, whether it's preseason, whether it's regular season, whether it's home or away, make sure you utilize Ticket King. Don't use Ticketmaster. Don't use StubHub, whatever nonsense. National. National? Really? No. You want to use local. You want to use Ticket King. Go to cheeseheadtv.com. Use the schedule and find individual links for each game. Ticket King, Wisconsin-based. That's what you want to use, folks, for all of your Green Bay Packers ticket needs. Do it, people. Uh, just wanted to give a real quick kind of overview of what I expect to see this season because I keep getting asked about expectations and things like what should we expect from not just Jordan Love but the offense and some of the offensive pieces and um, flipping around and like guys like Lucas Van Ness and some of the other young defenders. And uh, look, these are all building blocks that the Packers are going to be putting together throughout this season. Nobody should be under any illusions that this is going to be a Super Bowl contending team. I know everyone knows this. You're not allowed to say it, but it's the truth. What this year is all about is placing a foundation for the Packers to become title contenders sooner rather than later. And it's not going to be easy. There's going to be a lot of frustration along the way. Uh, but you want to see growth. You want to see development. And you want to see the start of obtained potential. And whether that's, you know, Jordan Love throwing for a bunch of yards and a ton of touchdowns, I mean, that's great. I love it. I'm all for it. Whether that's Lucas Van Ness showing up and wrecking shop and hitting the ground running like Clay Matthews did back in the day, wonderful. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it, right? I'm not gonna dismiss it. But those aren't the expectations, not for me anyway. For me, it's about how this team learns to work together, play complementary football, learn from their mistakes, start to develop an identity of their own. That you know, the Packers for quite some time now have been defined by their quarterback. There's whether you go back to Brett's days, you know, the last kind of window we just got out of with Aaron, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be a Jordan Love centric team. It might become that. I'm all for it. Let's go. But it could become a defensive led team. It could be a team kind of dominated by uh, the idea that they can kill you in any number of ways. It could be a team that always seems to get the turnover at the right time. There's a hundred different ways that they could become a very good football team. That's what, to me, is so exciting about this kind of prospect of a new generation of Packers, right? A new Packers team, a new identity. We have no idea what it's going to be. And this year, this season is so special because we get to see the laying of that foundation, potentially. Now, yeah, there's every possibility that it all falls apart and all the youth is bad and Jordan Love isn't it and Matt 
is in over his head as a head coach without a superstar quarterback. And Joe Barry is exactly who we thought he was, and the defense falls apart. And then we get to the end of the year, it all feels rotten. That's a possibility. I'm not dismissing that. That could definitely happen. I don't think it's going to. But you're a fool if you think it's impossible. But this, to me, is what makes 2023 so special. The laying of the foundation, the building blocks, if you will, of what is to come. Of what should be. By you know all counts, if they work the way they're supposed to, what should be the foundation for another championship window. That, for me, I've been waiting for this day. I'm so excited. I plan, for one, myself, not to take a single day for granted this season because it should be so special in regards to what is coming in the future. And I know I say this all the time on here. I'll say it again today. Lots of people outside Packers fandom, outside 1265 Lombardi, hell, some Packers fans, We'll tell you this team is awful. We'll tell you Jordan Love ain't going to do nothing. That they made the wrong decision in trading Aaron Rodgers. And blah, 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 blah. And I can't wait to ignore all of them all season long. Because I, for one, am invested in what comes next. I hope you guys are too. Good to see everybody in the comments. Look at all these fine folks mixing it up. Dennis is here. What's up, Dennis? Good to see you, buddy. How are you? Mimsy's starting us off with a super chat. What's up, man? Hopefully this is this group's 2009 season. Yes, uh, I'd like to skip 2008 as well. As well, uh, but yeah, there's, the potential is there, no question about it. Um, you know, laying that groundwork and foundation for what becomes a championship window, the opportunity to make championship runs. That's all you can ask for in this game. You know, I, I just want a contending team that is in contention year after year. I understand there are other ways of operating. You know, the Packers are very different in that regard, uh, have been for quite some time. I would much rather have a team that is good for 10 years and maybe only wins one championship rather than wins one championship, sucks majorly for a decade, and then builds a team like that and wins another championship. That would be the Buccaneers, right? The Buccaneers won a championship, were dog shit for a decade, and then won another championship because they went and got Tom Brady and filled their coffers, etc. And now they're probably on the precipice of being dog shit again. I would much prefer, much, much, much prefer the way the Packers operate. That's just me. That's just how I roll. Rick Ward, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Going to be in Green Bay, 10th through the 15th. Do you know where I can find about if practice will be open to the public? Rick, yeah, I, I'm assuming you're talking about in the 10th through the 15th. Are you talking about... July? Or are you talking about June? Because if you're talking about June, you're talking about minicamp, uh, I would just make sure you're tuned to the Packers social media. Um, they haven't said, they haven't given any indication as far as open practices for uh, the public uh, or even the media when it comes to the three-day minicamp. Um, there's a, a good possibility they won't be open to the public. I mean, I know the OTAs haven't been. So, yeah, Rick, I think your best bet is to look at just Packers Social every day and, uh, and Packers.com. They'll definitely, have the, uh, they'll definitely have the info you're looking for. Hear that G nags. Mr. Tundra, that is my plan. Thank you. Complicated fellow, what's up, man? Don't you love the way the big networks out east are constantly stirring the pot for clicks? Why is it out east? Why does the east coast get the hate? NFL Network's located – 
in Burbank, California. Yes, they have a studio here in New York City. But, uh, you know, it's not just the East Coast that's doing this. Thank you very much. I'm glad the Packer organization has moved on. Hopefully the fans will also soon move on. I think a lot of people have, complicated fella. Um, but, yeah, you know, the stars get the clicks, and that's what drives the narrative on lots of national programming, and you can't be surprised by that. Um, the Packers will build their own stars in due time. Jordan Love hopefully will become a star. I think Christian Watson is on the precipice of becoming one, and God knows we all know Aaron Jones is a star, even though he seems uh, to be get forgotten about quite a bit by the national media, except when he's on a red carpet somewhere. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, clearly the circus has left town. I'm happy about it, but uh, let's build our own big top. I'm down with it. What else we got here, folks? What else we got? Mike Brand, what's up, man? How are you doing? Brady says, I miss Amon Green. That's all I got today. Amon was such a good player. He's probably underrated and under kind of appreciated as uh, a all-time Packer great. He doesn't get brought up quite as much as he probably should when it comes to people talking about the all-time, especially modern greats. I mean, the fact that he was as productive as he was and did a lot, I mean, some of it that year that Brett broke his thumb and everyone in the building knew he was getting the ball and he still ripped off five yards a clip. I mean, I mean, obviously it's a testament to the offensive line as well, but yeah, Amon just balled out. And the fact that he was so good in the passing game as well, I think it's forgotten. Like we all talk about, the running, and of course he was great, but man, the guy could catch a football and was just a dynamite and lightning in space. So yeah, I'm, I'm here for some mom on green appreciation. Do I think the Packers are a candidate for hard knocks next season? That's a very good question, Matthew. The Packers could definitely be in contention for hard knocks if they miss the playoffs again, because the NFL rule states if you miss the playoffs two years in a row, the NFL can compel you. That's right, they can make you do hard knocks. Doesn't matter, all your protestations to the contrary. So I know Matt LaFleur doesn't want to do hard knocks. He has stated that. He has said he has no interest in it. Well, Matt, you better make the playoffs this year because if you don't, you can bet Roger and company there at Park Avenue are going to be – they will not be able to uh, promo that quickly enough. The league office would absolutely adore hard knocks in Green Bay. So, yeah. You make the playoffs, no problem. You make you miss the playoffs for the second year in a row, the Packers will be on hard knocks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> Randy, thanks. Urias is back with the Brewers. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Lots of, uh, lots of uh, transactions. I mean, the Brewers, the fact that the Brewers are still in first place, given their injury situation, is amazing. And that speaks to the brilliance of Craig Council, who, as I told Sam Decker on Twitter yesterday, I will cry real tears if he doesn't sign an extension. And I understand there's a lot at play there, but man, Council, you talk about underappreciated. There's a gentleman in Wisconsin who's probably underappreciated. I absolutely adore him as a Brewers manager. I hope he signs a lifetime contract. I don't think he's going to, but uh, he should. Uh, is Jordan Love the Super Bowl MVP? Uh, let's let's get to the playoffs first. How about that? <laughs> but Gary, please, no hard knocks. London was bad enough. What's one got to do with the other? I Hey, I, I ain't going to lie, guys. I love the Packers on hard knocks. Are you kidding me? I'd absolutely love it. Hell, some teams are, like, producing their own hard knocks at this point, doing their own behind-the-scenes things, and that's probably what it would amount to. It's like when hard knocks first started, okay, yeah, there was a little, a little bit of, like, actual kind of behind-the-scenes, seeing stuff that maybe was a little unvarnished and was like, ooh, kind of interesting. But now it's just PR. It's just NFL PR. That's all it is. Nothing uh, isn't it amazing that all the noise went to New York and still can't stop talking? Yeah, William, but it's interesting that you guys keep bringing it up. And by it, I mean Aaron Rodgers. I mean, everyone talks about it like, oh, it's so good to have him gone. Well, yeah, but you're talking about him. I'm not bringing Aaron Rodgers up. You guys are. I had this kind of a mini conversation slash argument with someone on Twitter last week when Matt Schneidman's piece dropped, you know? Well, don't read it and don't bring them up, and the, the topic will go away. This isn't tough. Uh, Brandon asks, are joint practices available to the public? They have been, Brandon. Um, they should be, I would suspect, this year as well when the Patriots come to town. Um, that's clearly the week that they're playing the Patriots in the preseason. So that kind of preceding week, if they follow the – Schedule they had last year, they'll most likely have practice on Tuesday and Wednesday, and those should be open to the public there at Raynichke Field. Because um, last year with the Saints, that's what they did. So I would suspect, yeah, that that will uh, – those practices will be open. And it's great, man. I can't recommend – if you can only make one or two practices for the entirety of training camp, that's the time to do it. It's great when there's another team in town. Um just the intensity ratches it up. You, got, you get to see some actual hitting and, and some real ball, and it's good. Uh, that's the time to do it if, if you want if you want to attend practice. Javier, what's up, man? Nags, do you remember being more, just as, or less excited during the 08 offseason compared to now? Oh, I was definitely less excited. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody knew what to expect when Aaron took over. And there wasn't any precedent for it, right? And the assumption probably was that, okay, Aaron, he's going to play fine, but he's not going to be an all-time great. I mean, that was 
just you didn't even think about that. Um, I remember being really excited for Aaron, um, and I've talked about this um, a couple times, but I, I remember distinctly that first game against the Vikings, and then like, okay, we've got a quarterback. Like, it wasn't anything he did. It wasn't. I mean, he threw an insane touchdown pass to begin his career, but you know, it wasn't any play or anything like that. But it was like, okay, yes, that's a, that's an NFL starter at the at the minimum, right? Because the idea of moving on from Brett and then finding ourselves with like some Randy Wright style quarterback was just I could like I couldn't exist in life going back to that. And knowing that we had this, which was at least watchable and he's gonna move the ball and they're gonna score points and all right. I can live with that. But I wasn't excited for the idea of like, oh, we're gonna build another championship window the way I am right now. Uh the Packers have found a way of working. Uh, they operate differently than most teams in the NFL. Like I said, I, I get that. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited because of the fact that if you look at the history of the Green Bay Packers, you know, from the moment Ron Wolf arrived, and basically Bob Harlan is the one who set all this in motion, you know, they are in really good hands. I think Andy Herman did a video about this a couple weeks ago uh, about, you know, the Packers and their place and where they are and how Packers fans like to talk about, I mean, not like to talk about, but they do talk about it. I get it in my mentions all the time about, oh, we're going back to the 80s, right? Hell, we made a joking sweatshirt about it. You know, welcome back to the 80s when the Packers were in a five-game losing streak last year. But I don't think people comprehend how healthy the Packers are as an organization compared to where they were in the 70s and 80s. I mean, when Bart star had to go in front of the board to talk about his game plan. That is a real thing that happened every fucking week. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur, hell, going back, Mike Sherman. Like, can you imagine these guys having to go and talk to, like, the Bergstroms of the world and the corporate suits about why they played a game the way they played it and what they were thinking and what they wanted to do Game plan-wise, to a bunch of business leaders? Are you fucking kidding me? And that's what I mean when I talk about the history of the franchise and you look at where this organization is right now. They are in such a good spot. They know what they're doing. They're continuing to grow. And they've got a pretty damn good football team on paper. Now, a lot has to happen. A lot of youth has to come of age and potential has to be reached. I get all that. But if you pull back and look, you know, from 30,000 feet, the organization is in such a good spot. And again, I've talked about it last week. A lot of that credit goes to Mark Murphy, which he'll never get. Uh. <laughs> Wasted a really good quarterback in Lynn Dickey. Yeah, I mean, Dickey could sling it. He was my hero growing up on the football field anyway when I was a little kid. Um, I loved watching him play. He, you know, he wasn't perfect. Um, but yeah, he was a, a damn good quarterback and the fact that they could never find a defense. It was funny. He's like, if you want to put it in the parlance of the NFL, almost like a poor man's Marino in the sense that, you know, Marino at least went to a Super Bowl and one of the greatest throwers of the football. I'm not comparing them as far as their throwing styles or even their production, but in the sense that really good quarterback could make it happen offensively week in and week out, had no running game to speak of to support him in that regard, and the defense was terrible. I mean, every year. Every year it was like, is this the year we get even like a passable defense? No, not this year. It was always hard, always hard. 
Dennis says, best Lindicky game, Monday Night Football versus Washington. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that's an all-timer. I've got that both on DVD and on my Apple. <laughs> Not my Apple TV, on my uh, iTunes library. Um, that's a great game to watch. It's fascinating to watch, too, because you look in the crowd and how there are no Packers colors. Because that was before they had kind of started really – you know, hitting the merchandising stuff really hard in the NFL. So everyone's just in, like, their camo gear, their orange vests, or just their regular winter gear. You know, there's no Packers colors in the, in the stands. It's kind of funny. Ed, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. 97-98, K-Towns, Red Devils, established 1900, moved up from Bundesliga 2-1 to one and won the German championship. Never happened before and hasn't happened since. Stuff happens, not saying, just saying. Ed, if you are intimating, sir, that the Green Bay Packers are going to be Super Bowl champions in 2023, sir, I will not dissuade you from that notion. However, the odds are long. And I know, never tell me the odds. I feel you, man. I feel you. Things happen. The universe moves in mysterious ways. Do not discount that. I welcome it. I'm hoping and praying for it. I am certainly just not expecting it. Let's put it that way. Uh, no O-line either. He got killed. Yes, I think he did get killed. But, hey, you know, he did get killed. Some of it was him holding the ball sometimes, though. You know, they had a very vertical passing game under uh, Bart, and he did – often look for Lofton, and especially when Jefferson came on board, like they were trying to push the ball downfield. And there were times he'd probably hold it a little bit longer than he should. But that's not to dismiss the idea that, yes, the offensive line was sometimes a bit a bit rag, ragtag, no doubt. Steve, thanks for the super chat. Randy Wright won the game that kept Aikman from being a Packer, so he'll always be a legend in my book. <laughs> wow, what a pull, Steve. That's amazing. I mean – yeah, the Packers still went to take Aikman. Come on. No, I'm kidding. But who knows, right? I mean, Lord. It would be poetic justice if love can lead us to the playoffs in 23. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how they're playing down the stretch and what he looks like and just how the the team operates, really. I mean, yeah, the playoffs would be icing on the cake. But, I mean, if they don't make the playoffs and they hover around eight, nine wins – you know, it's off to a good start, as far as I'm concerned. But we'll see. Joe, thanks for the super chat. Does the current football operations structure of president, general manager, head coach change when Murphy retires? That's entirely up to whoever takes it over. We will see. And, you know, I've said often, I think the uh, odds on favorite is Ed Policy. I don't know that Policy has been asked in any forum what he thinks of that setup and if he has any plans to change it, but it, it would be his call. We shall see. Adam, this chat is full of football nerds. I love it. That's what we do, man. When you're sitting here early June, you know, and you got months to go till kickoff, you got no choice but to nerd out. Kevin, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Saw Willie Nelson Memorial Day weekend and felt more energy from him than Joe Barry, a.k.a. We're Humphreys McGee covering Don't Forget About Me ruled. Don't forget about me. Classic song. Man, I saw Willie Nelson at Summerfest few years ago as my best friend Luke, and that was a great, great, great fucking show. In fact, speaking of Willie Nelson and Luke, I'm going to leave you guys with this story. Luke, by the way, owns this wine bar, which is on my head, Scout Wine Merchants. If you're in New York, New York, if you're in Milwaukee, uh, in the Shorewood area, check out Scout. It's amazing. And I'll leave you with this. Uh, Luke, when we first moved, his, we moved to New York roughly around the same time. He got here, I think, a year or two before I did. 
Uh, but he worked cameras at one of the first live streaming gigs I ever knew about. Like they, he worked at a knitting factory here in New York, and he worked cameras. Uh, they would put um, some of these acts online, right? Just uh, I mean, the internet was just barely a thing at this point publicly. Like we were like, "Well, the internet's crazy! Oh my gosh!" And Luke worked cameras, and the, Willie Nelson was playing the knitting factory. I think it might have been some other type of event. It wasn't like a Willie Nelson show, but he was going to be there. And the manager of the knitting factory was so uptight about it because Willie was a legend and and it was going to be such a big deal. And Luke said that uh, Willie Nelson's bus pulled up and everyone's like, the manager just yelled at everybody. I was like, okay, it's got to be perfect. Like things are, oh. so there was, everyone was tense, right? And Willie, the door for Willie Nelson's bus opens up and Willie himself, a couple of people get off and then Willie steps off the bus takes one look around and says, shit's going to have to loosen up real quick around here. And then he went in, and everyone relaxed after that, and Willie goes, that was a great show. Willie Nelson is an absolute legend. I absolutely love him, and I love that you got to see him. Uh, and like I said, saw him at Summerfest a couple years ago, and it was fucking magical, outstanding stuff. All right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.